0: Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Thank y'all folks for tuning in to the Josh Terry Podcast. Shout out to my boy Jesse Wayne Taylor. That is the intro for the show now. Uh, That song, by the way, is coming out March the 17th. So please go pre-order that song and uh, go to his social media pages and tell him that I said thank you and that you like the fucking song. It's a badass song. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors, Derm Dude, Nobles Networking, uh, Gridiron Coffee, Two Pilots Distillery, Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Uh, let's see who else, Red Circle, our management company. So, just want to tell you guys real quick, uh, the most asked for episode when people are trying to figure out who I am to get to know me, when sponsors are like, hey, if we want to figure out who you are, give us the go-to episode. It's the one that I did by myself last year that's just me kind of telling you my life story. Well, I figured it being the one-year anniversary of that, I was going to re-release it. But I kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a, you know, a heads-up beforehand um, about it and just, you know, kind of tell you I'm grateful for everything that y'all have done, uh, the million-something downloads uh, just everything, man. Um, and by the way, thank y'all, everyone who's helping with the truck raffle. Uh, March the 31st is the last day to buy tickets. We're at 110 tickets sold. And remember, the excess money from that goes to Create-A-Vet Golf Tournament. So please get me with me uh, now and uh, on social media, JLTerry87, on Instagram and Snapchat, and get one of those raffle tickets. Somebody's going to end up winning a 2003 Toyota Tacoma for 100 bucks. And uh, and I just found out that uh, coming up this weekend, I'll be going to Nashville to help Mr. Jesse Wayne Taylor with some stuff for the release of that song, by the way. Um, and it's only because of y'all guys that I get to do this type of stuff. And uh, I'm just I'm so just grateful for each and every one of y'all. So please buy a raffle ticket. Um, I know I kind of veered right there, but it was – It's just my way of saying, you know, we like to give back around here and we like to pay it forward. So I'm just appreciative of you guys. You guys are the ones who help me get to go do the things that I want to do in life. But I also need to make a difference in this world because of you guys. That was the point I was trying to make. Uh, I'm a little exhausted. Uh, I went and watched Cody Bradley last night at Pub 96. He fucking murdered it. Uh, It was a great time. Um, and that's kind of where this is coming from. That's why I'm re-releasing the show in just a minute. It's because there were some people there we're talking to. Uh, and like I said, we get sponsors asking all the time. I get people asking all the time. What's a show that describes me and who I really am. And I put my heart into this show last year about this time. And I wanted to do, I wanted to release it again. That way all you guys have an idea of who I am. So if you didn't get a listen to this last year, if you're a new listener, this is like my life story. This is like who I am. This is how you get a good idea of Josh Terry. A little bit of, uh, you know, meaning to the madness, I guess. So somebody just sent me a TikTok message. Maybe they're hot. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm still trying to find wifey. Uh, But anyway, so guys, I hope you enjoy this and uh hope you guys are still chasing your dreams i hope you guys are still living it the fuck up i uh, got some great shows coming up for y'all this week too dustin heron's gonna be with me starting tomorrow on monday and uh be with me till thursday and then we're headed up to nashville to do some stuff with jesse wayne taylor also we're gonna record some shows with some other folks when I'm out there i might have a surprise or two for y'all when i get there um but anyway All right, guys, well enjoy the show, I love y'all, and uh, hey, keep my daddy in your prayers too, he's got surgery Monday morning, Um, oh, maybe somebody really likes me, shit. (laughs) Anyway, enjoy the Josh Terry life story, Uh, maybe it doesn't bore the shit out of y'all, love you. Y'all, I've never done one by myself, and the only reason why I'm doing this one by myself is some shit happened tonight. And um I had six hours to ride from Nashville to here to think about a whole lot of shit. And I realized something last night when I got to see one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh this riders round at Live Oak. Shout out to uh Kristen Kelly and uh Ashley McBride and Dylan Carmichael. Um Oh, my God, just all these wonderful, amazing fucking artists last night that I got to be around. And uh, it, it made me realize some shit that I say all the time to people that come in here to do a show that everybody's got a story to tell, and that's what makes them special. Every songwriter has got a song that they can write that will be special because if they put their life into it, there won't be another song that's like it. And that's the same way with all the rest of our lives, is we all have something to tell. And uh, as I was on the way down here, like there was this stuff resonating with me. And then I got a phone call from somebody saying that uh, a girl who had been on our show, Miss um, Sierra uh, Fitzgerald, was in a very bad wreck. And uh, she's she's uh, I guess she's in stable condition. She's in a um, whatever it is, an induced coma. And uh, it just, it fucked me up. It fucked me up because I literally was just around this girl last weekend. And to think that in a moment's time that somebody could just slip away, it fucked with me. And uh, I I, I started thinking, I was like, you know what, I want to tell my story. I want to tell my story and I want to give y'all reason to trust me when I say shit, to believe in me and all this kind of other stuff and pray for me especially um and then as i get here i get to the studio it is legit four thirty-six in the morning and uh i get here and there's a fucking notice on my door and it is from uh the code enforcement officer and they are fussing at me uh, i've got three violations one is a uh, general penalty penalty um containing violations i don't even know what the hell that is the second one is sale use of intoxicating liquors and then um the third one is a owner to maintain the premises free of litter i now have to make sure that everything here is picked up all the fucking time if some bum or somebody leaves a piece of trash now i got them fucking with me i already knew they didn't like me uh but you know what i'm not changing a fucking thing about me if they don't like it, they can come in that door, and they can make me quit doing this fucking show. This is my show, and it ain't going nowhere. Um, so, like, when I when I get here, I feel like the devil is just, like, telling me that all this stuff that I thought about with sharing with y'all and putting my heart out there and making myself super fucking vulnerable because this is probably going to be, like I said, a shit show. Um, it... It was like the devil, as soon as I got here, was like, nah, fuck that. I'm fixing to mess this up for you. Well, the devil don't realize he might be strong, but my God and my faith is a whole lot fucking stronger. And I'm not put in this position for no reason. And all it did was seeing these violations when I get here, is uh just tells me that I need to share my story a whole lot more. Um, I tell people all the time, You know, if you're struggling right now, you have a choice. You can either let those struggles define you or you define your struggles. We are always going to have demons. We are always going to have a monkey on our back. But we put those demons in their fucking place and we tame that monkey and you'll be fine. So just like now, I'm getting ill. I'm getting frustrated. And uh, I know that. I was number 13 on Apple just a, a, a week ago, and now the bigger you get, the more people want to throw shade on you, and they want to they wanna mess with you, but I'm going to tell you my story tonight, or this morning, wherever the fuck it is, and uh, I'm doing it completely sober, which is probably going to be astounding to most of y'all, uh, but I don't believe that this story should be told when I'm drunk, and I probably won't get through it the right way anyway. And I'm not going to start off with when I was born. I'm going to start off at the big moments. And uh, I'm just I'm just going to roll from there. And um, I just want to say this to the code enforcement officer and whoever's listening to this right now that took a picture of a beer can on my windowsill and then reported it. Um, I know what you're trying to do. I know that you're trying to uh, defeat me and uh, you're trying to knock me down. Just know... Life has hit me a whole lot harder than a fucking citation, and uh, there ain't nothing you can do that I can't get back up from. So uh, let's get into this. And uh, by the way, um, Miss Sierra, if you're listening, uh, you are in our thoughts and prayers. Uh, You're a very special young lady, and uh, I pray pray that God heals you, and um, I, I pray that something, a miracle comes out of you being in this bad wreck. I'm not gonna get sentimental. I'm not gonna cry. I might. I ain't gonna lie. This is why you this is why I came to this drunk. But uh but anyway, so for those who do not know, uh I battled depression. I uh I did it. I had it my whole life and I never knew I, I had it. Um, growing up, I just thought I was you know, I just thought I was weird. Um I'd walk into the lunchroom, classroom, gym, whatever. Didn't matter. Uh, or just walking to my buddy's house. Wherever I walked into, I thought everybody was talking about me. I thought everybody hated me. I thought that everybody saw every one of my flaws, knew every one of my secrets. Um, and it ate me alive. I was the most insecure person ever. And I had to be the loudest person in the room. The most obnoxious. Uh, done the stupidest things. Try to make people laugh and all that shit. Just so people wouldn't know how sad I was. And they didn't know how fucked up I was in the head. Um, Well, after high school, that didn't get any fucking better. Uh, For those, this is this part of the story. Me and two people uh, broke into a tractor supply store uh, when I think I was 18. And um, anyway, when we broke into this tractor supply store, uh, one of the guys worked there, so it wasn't really like breaking in. Um, guy let us in and, uh, we stole some checks and we stole some money and, uh, it was incredibly stupid, but, um, I was 18 years old and, uh, I I was just, I was lost in the world and I was just in a bad place. I'm not in the right train of thought. I made a huge mistake. Um, and, uh, and everything. Well, when, when that happened, I just cut off ties with everybody I grew up with for a little while. Um, I thought everybody was ashamed of me and they should have been, uh, they're probably embarrassed by me and they should have been. And, uh, anyway, um, I started at 18 years old going to bars by myself. Everybody that was an adult around me should have known there was a fucking problem that an 18 year old kid that is lost in the world is going to bars to get heavily intoxicated. And, uh just to act like a jackass and, and like, but it was that going to whiskey River back then on Friday and Saturday nights was a break from my mental health because I would go and I had a friend that was with me that was he, he's mean he's meant so much to me as becoming a man and I would go and I'd, I'd get too fucked up and uh, one night um I left there. And uh, I got a DUI. Uh, So to add to being on probation and all the bullshit that I was going through, um, I didn't fuck up and get a DUI. By the way, I did not get pulled over for reckless driving or speeding. uh, There was a cop behind me. He saw me get into my truck. Um, He saw me leave Whiskey River, uh, which there's a lot of people leaving there. He said he was going to leave me alone or whatever. But I dropped a Corey Smith cd in the floor and i wanted to hear Corey smith and i my windows were not tinted so he saw my head go down in the single cab f-150 and uh even though i was maintaining lane maintaining speed uh i stayed down too long and uh by me staying down too long um he thought i'd passed out so by the time my head pops back up uh he turned the blue lights on he literally thought i'd fell asleep while driving and uh, was looking out for me That that police officer he, he did a very good job that night he was very nice to me It's one reason why i respect police officers so much uh well i'm now not only on probation but now i have a dui and when i got that dui i <laughs> had to go to probation and when i went to probation they locked me the fuck up and sent me to a rehab detention center uh i am now 18 years old still and uh had to go, I think it was for sixty days. Had to go to a boot camp for sixty days. Um and it was hard, dude. It was it was fucking hard. Uh and when I came out of that, got all the way through it and shout out to that buddy of mine. I'm not gonna mention his name and all this, but he knows who he is and I'm not doing this for anybody else tonight but for myself. Um and just acknowledging how good you guys have made my life, and some other folks, so sir, you know who you are, but uh, my buddy, uh my best friend, he was there to pick me up, and uh the day I got out, and it meant the world to me um so I couldn't find a job I was uh, on probation still obviously owed them shit ton of money. if any of y'all ever been on probation, you know. <laughs> those sons of bitches charge you for fucking breathing if they can get you for another buck they gonna get you for another buck um, so uh, I was lazy uh, as honestly I was depressed and just nobody recognized it nobody talked about mental health in 2006 or 7 uh, they viewed mental health back then as a, as a weakness n- not what it is and, uh, so nobody, everybody thought I was lazy. I was just a piece of shit and I was a piece of shit, but I was, I was depressed and I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to do anything. So I didn't have a job. Uh, I worked for my daddy when he made me go to work cause I didn't, I didn't want to fucking work and do drywall, uh, with all my friends in college and all this other shit. And, uh, anyway, I, I became more of a fuck up surprise i would sneak off and go to whiskey i hope the statute of limitations over for this i'm not on probation so if anybody is listening that uh that is a probation officer and could have anything to do with me getting in trouble uh please put your fucking earmuffs on and leave me alone um but i would wait till i was on supervised probation and i think i had to be home by seven seven or nine i can't remember but as soon as i had somebody that used to drive past their probation office to see if their car was still if the cars were there there was three uh three probation cars and if all three of them was there you knew they wasn't out checking people that were supposed to be home so if they were if all three was there i would go to the bar steal uh acting like a big old dumbass now i had some of the best times ever at whiskey river if you've ever been to fucking whiskey river back in the day then you know how fucking awesome it was Uh, so I, I don't regret going, but I kind of regret being a dumbass and not have my priorities in in order. But I, uh, I, I did that for a while. I was, uh, lonely. Um, luckily one of the good things that happened in my life, uh, Gracie's mother came in about this time. I joke with her all the time, but she came in about 2008, I think. So she's been fucking around with me since... I don't know, like 14 years almost, 13, 14 years, and, uh, anyway, she comes in around this time, and, uh, why she put up with me, I don't know, because fucking, I couldn't pay for nothing, I couldn't go nowhere, I couldn't do shit, and, uh, I don't know, she stuck by my side, and Brooke, I will always appreciate that, um, you's a bad bitch, you get on my fucking nerves more than anybody in the world, but you, uh, you've always been good to me, even when I didn't deserve it, and, uh, always love you for that, uh, God, I feel like I'm writing, like, my death letter right now. If I die when this is uploaded, just know some fucking creepy shit happened. A code enforcement officer came here and put my ass down for not following the rules. Uh, But anyway, so after that, I couldn't find a job. Couldn't get my shit together. Uh, It was just rough. It was very, very rough for a very long time. My depression was fucking destroying me. I met this girl... Uh, before I started dating Gracie's mom and me and her had a very fucking volatile relationship. It was very toxic. Her family made us quit seeing each other. Uh, I was so crazy about this bitch that she was supposed to stay at my house one night. I think, uh, I think I was 17 or 18 and she was like a year younger than me. Uh, but anyway, she's supposed to stay at my house this night and, uh, she got drunk. We were drinking as children or, you know, not getting hammered, but we were drinking. He was probably drunk. I shouldn't, I shouldn't lie. Uh, but anyway, she thinks she was staying at the house and all of a sudden her mom and daddy called and like her family lives fucking 45, 50 minutes away. And, uh, I was not gonna let her dumb ass, um, drive by herself. I wasn't gonna do it. I was gonna follow her to make sure she got home. All right. Because I'm tender hearted and I didn't want anything bad to happen to her. Well legit get a fucking mile away from her house. Not even a mile. Probably like fucking half a mile. And this dumb bitch swerves in the middle of the road or whatever. Cop cars coming the next way. It's Georgia State Patrol. They turn the lights on. And uh, I mean she's almost at her fucking house. She had a blinker on I'm pretty sure. That's how close she was. Well, when Georgia State Patrol turned around, I knew she was fucked. I pulled my truck in front of the Georgia State Patrol in the middle of the road to where I was when I got pulled over. And uh, unlucky for me, I'm on probation at that time, and I was not drunk. Thank God. I hadn't. Even, I, I don't even know what it was. But I wasn't drunk. I didn't blow DUI. And uh, the Georgia State Patrol, though, he hated me. Me and his son grew up playing baseball together. He did fucking, he, did, he I was not his favorite. Well, uh, <laughs> I get took to jail that night because I'm on probation and I'm out past seven o'clock. And then me and this girl sneak around for like a year or whatever bullshit. And uh, we see each other like it's this whole Romeo, Juliet, puppy love fucking bullshit. And uh, anyway, um, eventually we quit seeing each other. Uh, Whiskey River comes back into play in the story. We had not seen each other in years. And uh, this is where the baby mama and all the stuff, everything comes back. I'm wrapping the story around. Um, This girl, her engagement party, or whatever it's called, bridal shower. Not bridal shower. Bachelorette party. Is at Whiskey River. Uh, We didn't see each other that night. Crazy fucking thing was uh i was in her pictures she had a photographer there and uh we just never bumped into each other we were both drunk and uh i'm in either the background or the foreground of every not everyone but several of her bachelor pictures and um so i never knew about it never knew she was there or anything she calls me while i'm dating gracie's mom and she's like hey i've there's no way this didn't happen for a fucking reason. Let's meet up or whatever. Uh, I wouldn't meet her. um, Because she was literally about to get married. I was like, I'm not doing this. Uh, so we didn't talk. She got married. A month after she got married, she shows up at my house. And uh, ruins my fucking life. <laughs> but she she also was a big part of saving it. Um, she, uh, I ended up letting her leave with me. I ended up helping her go get her shit and, um, her living with me, um, or living with my, my friend and me, uh, it was his house and, um, he hated that bitch. I don't, I'm glad he, he should have, I wish I would have, hold on, that's sipping Gatorade. Um, but anywho, uh, she and me hit it off real hard, I ended up breaking up with, with Gracie's mom for this woman, because I thought it was like a love story. I thought it was like a fucked up version of the notebook. Like it had done wrapped the relationship, it done wrapped itself back around and uh, and everything. Well, um no, not not the case. She was a uh, uh surprised she was cheating whore. I uh, should have figured that out whenever she left her husband, but I wasn't smart enough to uh, to see it. I was blinded by love, and love can go fuck itself. Um, but anywho, she uh, she ended up screwing me over several times. And for those who do not know, which none of y'all fucking know this. I don't even know why the hell I said it like that. I'm going to be very cliché in a bunch of this stuff because I'm extremely uncomfortable doing this by myself. Uh, I hope this doesn't sound... Too long-winded or whatever, but this is my story, and uh, we're gonna sum that up at the end. But um, but anywho, uh, I told y'all battle depression and all this stuff. Well, I have no job. Um, I'm struggling financially. I'm struggling mentally. I'm struggling emotionally now because this bitch is literally driving me insane. Uh, I love her, and even though she's cheated on me several times, and I know she had. And like she had said some the worst things that you could say to a human being. Uh, I kept taking her back because I thought it was special. It wasn't fucking special. Um it was the good Lord put every sign in front of me to run. I was just too stupid to read them. He he couldn't have made it more obvious. Uh so if any of y'all are listening right now it's in a bad relationship, if if you're looking for a sign, this is your fucking sign. Run. If one person gets out of a toxic relationship because of this, listen, this is your sign. Get the fuck out of there. But uh, anyway, so I, uh, <laughs> I end up. Um, I can't remember what it was. I had got really sick. I'm not sure what it was. I, but anyway, I got like the doctor had prescribed eight hundred milligram ibuprofen. Well, um, she had fucked with my head so bad. So bad, and my life was just in the shitter. No job, no education. I pretty much thought that the rest of my life was going to be hell. Uh, every day was going to be fucking a battle, and uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. So, she. This is this is how that came to the head. Uh, she had came up here when I was sick. She had helped take care of me, and everything, all that good stuff. Well, the day she goes back, I call her. And if any of y'all had the MV phone from Verizon, the LG, the one that used to flip open, everybody thought it was so fucking cool when it came out. Uh, It was notorious. Notorious for uh, picking up in your pocket. Well, I literally had to hear this girl fucking. I had to hear her cheating on me after five hours before she was uh at my house helping take care of me as I was sick. She loved me. Blah blah blah. All this bullshit and everything. And uh, five hours later, she's legit sleeping with someone else and accidentally picks up the phone and then I have to hear it. Well, Mister Old Depression decides, okay, let's just go ahead and do some dumb shit. So I was like, fuck it, I'm done with this. Like this life ain't getting no better. So uh, I took every one of the 800-milligram ibuprofens that the doctor had subscribed to me, tried to kill myself, and uh, it's the best and worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life um, because some very, very good things came out of it, but I also, I tried to take my life. I mean, I should have never gotten that dark place. That's one reason why I share my story, uh, On I've been sharing it for years now, just never done it on the podcast, to, uh, to where... I don't want anybody to feel alone like I was. I don't want anybody to be hurting like I was. I don't want anybody to think that you're the only fucking one. You're not. You're not even close to the only one. And, uh, anyway, so luckily I'm stupid. And I didn't know that 800 milligram ibuprofen wouldn't kill you. My liver is, uh, is, uh, gonna be fucked the rest of my life. But, hey, it was probably gonna be fucked anyway due to alcohol. Uh, but anywho... I'm probably gonna say "anywho" a lot. That's a that's a defense mechanism or whatever a crutch for people who are in radio or podcasts. Um, so uh, I, I try to off myself, and uh, I don't remember much. They said that my uh, I luckily I had sent out like a text message or whatever, and told like I guess I done got loopy, and I had uh, sent out a text message to my family like I just love y'all. And uh, they know I don't. I don't say that shit. Like, so they were like, something's fucking wrong. And I, uh, I didn't pick up my phone because I, I was knocked the fuck out. I said, my daddy rushed in, slapped the fuck out of me. My daddy's a big old bastard, and uh, slapped the fuck out of me. They called the ambulance. I don't remember any of it. Uh, what I do remember is, is special though. There was a preacher that came to see me. And he wasn't giving, like, last rites or none of that shit. They didn't even have to pump my stomach. They were just like, he's fucking stupid. He took a lot of ibuprofen. You know, he's probably never going to have a headache again or a working liver. But it's whatever. Uh, But I remember this preacher. And he wasn't always, uh, he was one of these preachers that I actually like. Um, He's been through some shit in his life. He was a police officer at one point in time. I want to say he had a problem with gambling uh and a couple more things but for some reason the gambling thing sticks out i don't mean to misquote or misrepresent that but i think it's gambling and there might be a couple other vices there uh but anyway i remember him being in my ear and i remember him telling me why i'm laying there and that uh he had been in the same situation he didn't know i was listening like he was he was talking to me as if i was coherent he was telling me his story And uh, I remember him telling me he's like, he's like, I tried to do this a couple times. I tried to drink myself to death. Uh, And the last time, my wife found me on the floor. Uh, He had done whatever, and uh, she had told him that uh, if you're gonna fucking die, just do it. I'm sure that she didn't say fucking, but she said if you're gonna die, just go. I'm tired of you having a pity party, putting yourself and all your family through hell. So if you're gonna die, just die. Well, now this guy's a freaking preacher, and that has stuck with me forever. If how can you push your family that far? People that love you the most to just be like, if you're gonna go, go. Like, how are you dicking around? Quit, you know, having a sob story. If you're gonna do it, just do it. Uh, but he, he woke up and when he woke up, he completely changed his life. And I think that's what happened to me. Uh, when, when I got out of it, um, I wanted, I wanted to get closer to God and I got closer to God, but then I told a couple of lies at church because I was still miserable with my life. I used to lie, not because I thought it sounded cool. I was a notorious liar. Uh, but because I was just miserable with my actual life. Like, I never wanted to have to tell a lie. I always felt bad about every lie I ever told or everything I've ever stole. Uh, every time I cheated, just anything. Like, I've always felt bad. Uh, I just, I'm stupid. I'm, I'm stupid and I'm weak. But um, I told some lies at church. I felt like the church didn't want me there no more. I had a certain church member who was also a teacher at school uh when I was trying to get my shit together uh first thing I do the well, first thing that happens to me when I walk in the door is he grabs me by the arm and um pretty much makes a a joke like you won't be here long and or whatever he said to me I I've blocked it out at this point now and I'm not going to call his name out even though I want to cuz I want him to know how fucking much this motivated me uh Every time I think about what he said to me, it just, it sends chills down my side that you walk into a church and you're trying to get right with the Lord and you're a, you're a fuck up and you've made mistakes and you've got somebody that's a church member or a teacher and all this stuff. And he's pretty much like, oh, you're going to hell. You know, that, that fucked me up. That's why I don't like organized religion. And that's why I believe that the only relationship that matters is the relationship with you and God. Uh, I don't have to explain what I do to a damn soul in this world. The good Lord already knows what I do, when I do it, why I did it. At the end of the day, I, he's He's the only one that matters. Um, if you don't like what I do, city council, uh, let me ask you, what are you doing to help people? Or are you just writing fucking citations being nosy? Uh, I'm petty. It's 5 3 in the morning. I'm being petty. Uh but anyway um i try to get my my shit together and uh that just don't work um reason it doesn't work is because a couple months before all this when my depression was really fucking up i decided it was a good idea to go take some irrigation pipe uh that was in some fields that i knew how much aluminum was bringing at the time and uh, i was broke so i went back my truck up to some trailers with uh um, irrigation pipe on it, and I stole from some farmers. That is one reason why now uh, I I support farmers, because um, I, I could have really fucked up some families, and it, uh something I regret very, very much to this day. Me being young is hell and stupid, and I, something that, that don't really haunt me anymore, because I've made peace with those farmers, and uh, they know what I'm doing now, and uh, they, they're on my side, hopefully. Um... But anyway, uh, so after the suicide attempt and all this, I had to go to court. And when I had to go to court, I was going because I was on probation because I stole fucking irrigation pipe. They sentenced my ass to three months in a boot camp. Um, I can't like I've done no hard time. I've done, what is that, five months out of 33 years. I mean, that's and it's a boot camp. It's a fucking daycare. Um, but what was bad about this is, uh, for those, don't say it again, Josh, those, they don't know. I'm talking to myself here. Y'all can literally hear a mental breakdown coming. Um, that's why I'm getting all this out right now. Uh, but anyway, so another add to all this is at the beginning of that year, January, I, I went to court in February, uh, February or March. In January, me and Brooke found out that Gracie was coming, Um, and I was fixing to go to jail for three months. By the way, her family, if, uh, if any of y'all hear this, they think I went to go work in Mexico for three months because uh, we didn't want them to hate me. So if y'all are listening now, I'm just going to drop that truth bomb on you. I went to jail for three months. went to a boot camp, Um, and uh, I wasn't in Mexico. I wasn't in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe they believe that shit. They probably didn't. They probably knew the whole time. They just think it was just unspoken. um but anywho, I'm not ashamed of it anymore because it made me who I am today. uh while I'm there, um like I just I knew that I had to f- I had to figure out life and I'm gonna tell y'all something for anybody who's had a kid has been in trouble with the law before. My daughter did something to me that the state of Georgia never could. She made a man out of me. And they could have sentenced me to a year or however long. And my daughter coming into my life saved me and made me a better man than anything that the state of Georgia or correction officer or fucking probation officer could have ever done. Um, that is why my daughter's name is Gracie. She's my saving grace. That's the tattoo I have under my arm is my saving grace. And, uh, it's because she literally saved my life. Um, she was born less than a year after my suicide attempt. And the reason why that is important for any of y'all that are listening, that are struggling with some shit right now is I made the decision after my suicide attempt to get closer to God. I might not have got in church, but I wanted to get closer to God. I had already been saved and baptized before, I think, when I was in middle school. But when I was in middle school, I got saved because I was scared of going to hell. I remember the guy who, who pretty much made me dedicate my life to Christ or whatever, get saved me. Uh, I don't remember... I don't remember anything from that besides of, I don't want my skin to fucking burn for eternity. Like, I didn't want to go to hell. Second time I got saved, it was because I wanted to go to heaven. I wasn't scared of hell anymore. It was, I needed God's love. And uh, it, it it as soon as I decided that I was going to be a Christian forever, it's like clockwork. The good Lord gave me Gracie and uh when he gave me Gracie man it it fixed a whole lot of shit it took a whole lot of stuff away from me it gave me a reason to be a better man it gave me a reason to want to build something uh but if that was the end of the if that was the ha- fairy tale ending we wouldn't be sitting here would we um so after Gracie's born um, I'm working odd jobs or whatever. Remember, I barely got a fucking GED and, uh, and all this stuff because I got in so much trouble right there at the end of high school. Well, like, things just go bad. Things just go bad. Work dead-end jobs or whatever. Well, I meet this girl who everybody told me to stay the fuck away from after we had broke up and she had cheated on me and all this other stuff. Well, I fall head over heels for this girl. Uh, Ended up having a daughter with her. A very beautiful little girl that I don't get to see right now. Uh, I have not seen her in March 25th is her birthday. I haven't seen her in three plus years. She'll be six this year. Uh, And it's fucking tough. It sucks. Uh, It is a struggle that I deal with every single day. But I don't push the issue. And a lot of people give me shit because I don't push the issue on it. The reason why I don't push the issue is uh, her mama is not a bad person. Her mama has raised our daughter along with her new husband for the past four years. And every time I go to Facebook and I only do this drunk because I know it's going to hurt. And it fucked up how we... When we're drunk or under influence or something, we do stuff that purposely hurts us. That's called self-destructive. Uh, He has been a very good father to my daughter. And I do not want to take credit or put my foot in the door to where, and this is me swallowing my pride, folks. Uh, They've done a damn good job raising Lila. And I think it's unfair to them and to Lila for the courts to have to tell her mother what to do with our daughter I don't think I've earned that right I think she has so until me and her mother can actually communicate and I message her all the time once again usually when I'm drunk because I know I'm not going to get an answer I can see that she reads the shit Brittany if you're listening I know you see it I ain't mad at you no more I just, uh, I want us to have a open relationship. Um, the open line of communication. You, you had an open relationship when you was dating. I just didn't know about it. Uh, we can joke about that now because you're happy. Um, my bad. I might've went petty there for a second. Didn't mean to. Uh, but anywho, um, that shit weighs on me. It It, it weighs on me that I haven't seen her, that I'm not in her life. And, uh. My friends will tell you, if I tie a good one on or I drink a lot, whew, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. There's a song by David Allen Coe of all fucking people, and it's called Missing the Kid. And let me tell you, if you ever hear me playing Missing the Kid, you know some shit is in my on my mind and in my heart and in my head. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this tonight. I mean, the thing with my friend having a wreck earlier day scared me. It got me thinking about stuff, some things that were said last night at this beautiful event I went to these people telling their stories. I mean, that's, that's what a song is, is them fucking telling a story. And oh my God, like this is, this is weighing on me. But, um, I don't know, Brittany, if you're, if you're listening to this right now, uh, I I don't hate you, uh. I don't hate your husband. Um. I hope one day we can we can talk. Um. And then ease Lila back into mine and Gracie's life. Uh. You know. I hope that day comes. I hope that comes, and I hope that we handle it the right way. And I mean both of us. Um. I'm not gonna make all this out to be where you have to handle it. It's where I have to be as well. Uh. It is where, um, yeah, we we have to handle it the right way because I don't want to take away nothing that you have done for, for Lila and uh, are your husband. Your husband has been a very good father to her. I just hope all of us can teamwork this shit together, and I hope you don't end up looking like a bad guy in Lila's eyes. I would never, ever want that, and I hope I don't uh, ever look like I didn't want to be there and if anybody ever says I didn't want to be there, I got a lot of shit that I have got for Lila that uh, past four years that has accumulated that one day I'll give her. So she knows I was always thinking about her. Um, I always buy her presents and shit that I know I can't give her. Uh, but it's, it's whatever. Um, I say all that to keep going forward the story. Well, when her mama left me, uh, and went a stayed away uh, with Lila and, well, you yeah, know, Lila was here. Um, no, Lila was born in South Carolina, so they'd already moved. Okay. Anyway, so all this is going on, and I'm fat <laughs> at this point in my life. I'm 300-something-plus pounds, and one of the reasons I'm sure that uh Brittany cheated on me was – uh. Cause I was fat and unattractive, um, and uh, I decided to get in shape. Well, about this time is uh, when I started posting all these videos and stuff on social media, and uh, like I was being funny and I was using comedy and I was using Snapchat as an outlet. And then boom, fucking bearded bastard came up out of nowhere, and there was tits, there was ass, there was comedy, there was pro America, there was pro military. It's all this great shit. Uh, and yet, I'm still not happy. I'm still not fucking happy. Uh, me and Brooke and Gracie were living together then, and I just, it wasn't home. I loved Brooke. I love Brooke. If I say fucking loved, if I didn't, you know how you women are. If you don't word one fucking word right, that's all you heard in the damn story. There was just something missing there. And I couldn't do what I thought I needed to do to succeed in life and build what I wanted to be a brand unless I moved. So I moved to Macon. Um, Hardest thing ever i do was move away from Gracie. That shit fucking sucked. But luckily, I have the best fucking baby mama in the world who never ever kept my daughter from me and would bring her to Macon. She'd let me come see her anytime I wanted to. Because of her is why me and Gracie have the relationship we have. Um Also because me and Gracie fucking love each other. But so I get to making, I start having a good time. I start trying to figure out who I am because uh, I've always either lived with somebody or been under somebody's thumb. And now I got to be my own man for the first time in my life. So I went about six, seven months and then I met this girl and this girl, fucked me (laughs) up when i say she fucked me up she fucked me up uh i didn't think i could ever have feelings for another woman again besides for brooke i mean i really did i thought that every relationship i had ever been in had turned out bad and when my relationships go bad it's like the fucking atomic bomb bad like just there's nothing left in the dust cloud uh, I mean there's nothing left but a dust cloud. Like it's just it's just horrible. Um and like I would have done anything for this girl. And I I just got left. I got left after uh a couple months and uh happy fucking months. Good God I haven't been that happy. Uh in hell I don't know if I've ever been that happy. Um as far as just dating. Me and Brooke, when we started dating, when we were young, they we had a puppy love shit. It was fucking awesome. And me and Brooke, when we had good times, we had good times. When uh me and Lila's mama, when we had good times, we had good times. Uh, but I don't know. There was, there was something else. I think I wanted it too bad with this other girl because she had a daughter that was Gracie's age. And uh, I don't know. Her family was fucking awesome. I mean, everything about the situation was awesome. But it obviously wasn't in God's plan. So, I don't knock it. Uh, I have learned that you got to look forward. You keep looking fucking back, then you're living in the past and you're never going to get to be present. You're never going to get to enjoy and experience the things that are going on right now, the beautiful things that are happening in your life. Um, well, when that went south and I got broke up with, oh boy, I embarrassed the fuck out of this girl. She broke up with me at a bar, I wasn't invited to the bar. But she was at this other bar. And then I showed my ass out in front of it crying. And ended up punching a wall and breaking my fucking hand. And this all bad shit. Like fucking, I looked horrible. I looked like the biggest crybaby ever. My fucking heart was destroyed. Uh, So I did what I do. I got shit-faced hammered for the next three months. That's not an exaggeration. I don't remember in 2019... From January to probably March, it's somewhere in there, um, and like I drank so much Wild Turkey 101 that I almost came fucking immune to it. I was waking up some mornings with the shakes, but my heart was broke so bad that I had to. Cause like when you deal with depression, if anybody's wondering if they had depression, uh, your highs are high as hell and your lows are. They don't get no lower. Your mood swings are fucking horrible. Uh, to be honest with y'all, I feel like I'm having a mood swing coming on and I believe in self-therapy. That's one reason why I'm doing this. Uh, I, I don't know. Something... I don't know. Maybe y'all get in funks. I get in funk sometimes. And I feel like this was a funk. I, I feel like hearing some bad news earlier and then getting here and... uh stupid fucking code violations uh i don't know i feel i feel like a funk's coming on but ever since i started sharing this with y'all i feel like a weight's been lifted off my shoulder um so um next couple months go by bearded bastard still fucking killing it everybody thinks i'm just the happiest person ever uh there's girls coming in and out of my apartment uh it's like a revolving door uh i had a neighbor that lived under me we called him my gaber because he's a gay neighbor and uh, he's cool as hell. He always talk, whatever he had joked a couple times about the amount of women that came in and out. And, uh, I was trying to feel a hole in my heart of loneliness that this other girl had made so fucking big that I had to take all these other vaginas and try to stick in there to try to feel this. And, uh, it didn't work. It did not work. Um, then over the summer, uh, you know, I'm still heartbroken. He was heartbroken over it for the fucking longest time. I didn't think I was ever gonna get over. Her. Um, I really hate what she did to me. I'm happy for her now, by the way. Congratulations on all your good shit. But uh, anyway, we uh, over the summer, I get a call from these two women that followed me on social media. They work for one of the biggest radio stations in the state of Georgia. Uh, They wanted me to come work there. I didn't apply for this job. Uh, I had just been myself. But for anybody who knew me, knew that I was obsessed with Howard Stern. I loved everything about him. And uh, I always wanted to work in radio. Well, I ended up, they hired me. I mean, I didn't, it, it was the coolest shit. It was, I felt like from the second I got there, I belonged there. And I grew this family with all the listeners, uh, you know. If we're telling the truth, we're telling all the fucking truth tonight. Uh, I didn't grow that relationship with the coworkers. Um, one of them I did. I'm not saying names for anybody because I just this isn't about knocking anybody tonight or this morning the fuck it is. Uh, but there was people there that was there for me, and there was people that wasn't. And the people who wasn't. I still hope and pray that they have very good lives, and I hope they get rewarded. Uh, but some shady shit happened. And that that's came from too many males to not be true. Uh, but it is what it is. If I would not have got fired, I wouldn't be doing this. I mean, all jokes aside, the good Lord didn't want me there. I don't know why he didn't want me there. I was very happy. I loved everybody that listened and everybody called in. The day I got fired was my fucking birthday. I don't know who knows that or not. The day I got fired was my fucking birthday. And like the last thing that I got to say on country radio was I had wrote this thing about being where you're supposed to be at in life. And just because you don't think that you're supposed to be in this position doesn't mean it's not God's plan for you to be in that position. You know, it's if we didn't if it didn't rain every once in a while, you wouldn't love the sunshine so much. If you didn't lose every once in a while, you wouldn't know how good winning feels. I mean, I can keep going on with those analogies. But I mean you fucking get it. And like I didn't understand. I mean it fucking broke my heart. I was getting tattooed, but this is how good the good Lord is. When y'all wanna know how I can say fuck one sentence and drink whiskey. In one breath or one gulp or whatever it would be. And then talk about how good God is. This is why. I've wanted a tattoo for the past fucking 10 years. And it is of God's armor. The day I got fired, I was in the tattoo chair. And they were doing the first part of my tattoo. And what my tattoo represents is I wanted a half sleeve of God's armor wrapped around me and I want it to be all chinked up and I wanted it to be all destroyed and all this type of shit or not destroyed, but I wanted it to have chips and dinks or whatever is in armor, dents and armor. And uh, I'm getting that tattoo done as they call me to fire me. If that is not God saying, I got you. Sit right here, endure this pain, and what you get at the end of it will be beautiful. I knew right then that something wonderful was going to happen. Two days later, we had my birthday party at Kerrigan's. Uh, Jacob Bryant, who came to play my birthday, um, he sings all these songs about fucking... <sighs> Being a sinner and a saint. like he, He's the epitome of what Raising Grace stands for, which is somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace. And nobody shows up. We lose our fucking ass on this concert. And uh, so I'm in an even worse mood. I'm about to have an anxiety attack. If you were around me at my birthday this past year, you know I was about to lose my fucking mind. Uh, I just couldn't handle it. So the next day, next day, I decided I'm going to go to Jacksonville, Florida on the beach for four days and I want to turn my phone off. Everybody knew I had been fired by now. Uh, the program director that used to be at state broadcasting pretty much, I got to be the one who said I got fired. He didn't let anybody else acknowledge it till it was too late. Uh, And I had put it out, because I I got to control the narrative behind it. I got fired for uh, telling Antifa to kiss my ass, for supporting our military, for supporting our law enforcement. And if you don't understand why I'm saying that, if you've heard me say it over and over and over again, it's because I stood up for that shit. The same reasons why they fucking hired me was the same reasons why they fired me. Yeah, I posted a picture of my ass in front of an American flag on July 4th telling Antifa to kiss my ass. They hired me because of that stuff. Then I I get to do the Dublin Fighting Irish football games. Well, then people on the Board of Education start going all through my social media. And then all of a sudden, I'm the worst fucking person in the world. And, uh... They didn't want me working at the radio station anymore. Somebody that had been watching my social media, just like whoever's watching my studio now, uh, I know what you did. Just know, and I know who you are. Just know that uh, it's not in God's plan to, to blast these folks. You know, it, it is to do this. It is to take my licks and to keep on fucking moving. I can take whatever you throw at me because I have been through suicide. I have been through depression. I have been through a daughter that I can't see. I have been through my ninny who was my fucking favorite person ever besides for my daughters passing away when I was in middle school and it completely fucking up me and my mother and everybody else fucking involved. Like... I can take whatever you fucking throw at me. You want to do some bullshit and get me fired? Well, guess what? When you fired me, all you did was fired me the fuck up. That's why I've got Raising Grace Studios now. That's why I've got a podcast that got all the way up to number 13 in the fucking world. I've had more downloads on my show than you have had on your app in six months. You know how I know that? Because I can see... Uh, whatever it is on one Apple. don't think I don't keep up with shit like that uh also, I mean it is whatever y'all regretting it. y'all are gonna regret it, and I don't want y'all to think I'm being petty when I say none of this stuff. The reason why I'm telling y'all that is because it, somebody that is listening to this show right now someone is having a bad day. Someone is struggling right now. Someone is just thinking that they can't go on. Let me tell you, the good Lord puts us through hell so we know what heaven's worth. If you don't fucking struggle, then what... You don't deserve a blessing if you can't come out of a struggle. You know, that old saying, is always darkest right before the dawn. I honestly believe that sometime God or the universe, whatever you believe in, that it almost breaks you. It wants to put so much pressure on you that you're going to break. But for those who don't break, they get rewarded. For those who just don't bend, that don't fucking give up, those that keep fighting, those that keep moving forward, those are the ones that get blessings. And it's literally because they didn't give up. If I would have gave up and tried to commit suicide again, I wouldn't be in your ears right now. I want y'all to know that you've made it through every bad day in your life. Every time you've been broken, every time you've been beat down, all this shit, every single time, That you said you can't go on and this is the worst day of my life. You fucking kept going. You made it through the worst day of your life. So whatever you're struggling with now, you're going to conquer it too. You're going to come out better on the other fucking side. And if you don't believe me, just look within yourself because you've got this far because of yourself. It's February the 11th. The sun's coming up literally. That really sounds cliche, but it's fucking coming up. I mean, it's perfect timing. I mean, can't get much cooler than that. Uh I don't know. I don't like doing this by myself. But sometimes sometimes you gotta tell your story. And folks, if you're struggling with mental health issues or whatever you're struggling with, listen to me. You don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. Keep pushing and keep fighting. You're a fucking warrior. You know, the reason why you're here and somebody else isn't is because the weak go through with it. The strong don't. And if you've lost somebody to suicide, I I hate to say it like that. But for everyone that was lost to suicide there's a thousand more to kept fighting you're one of the fighters you're one of the warriors and you need to keep fighting and you need to push your story and you need to push your message the way you turn the negatives in your life into a positive is by sharing them with the rest of the world you think about it if you let the rest of the world know all the things that you've done that you're insecure about. You can't be insecure about them no more. You've took the power away from somebody else. Y'all probably didn't know. I fucking got a felony for stealing scrap metal. That was the irrigation pipe. It was labeled a scrap metal. Uh, but hey, look, I, I'm telling you that. A lot of y'all probably didn't know I tried to commit suicide. But now you do. I have took the power from those situations that I think that you're going to hold over my head and make me feel bad about. I've took that power away from you. And I'm asking every one of y'all to do that. I'm asking every one of y'all to acknowledge your faults, your insecurities, the bad shit you've done on that shit. Don't let it fucking on you. <sighs> I'm getting passionate. I'm trying not to. I'm fighting back tears here. But it's because I was supposed to do this tonight. I was supposed to come back from Nashville at a very fucking weird hour. Be all alone. My TV wouldn't came on <laughs> wouldn't come on when I got in here. This fucking whatever this shit is up here with the code enforcement stuff. You know, and this all started because a friend of mine was in a wreck. And it got me thinking of how precious life is. And I refuse to let anyone steal my fucking happiness. I refuse to let anybody put my ass down. I fucking refuse to not live my life my way. You have one life to live. You need to get to fucking living it. Take care of your family. Take care of your friends. But take care of yourself, your mental health. And I want to leave y'all with this. You just listened to my story. I just summed up (laughs) what makes me me, or a good portion of it anyway, into an hour. Tell your story. I'm telling you mine because I hope it helps somebody. I'm telling you my story and I'm laying my heart out there because I want it to help someone. That's what was laid on my heart. Show your scars. Wear them son of a bitches proudly. Tell your fucking story, folks pay it forward, help each other. Uh, I mean, that's it. Uh, I didn't get into how much I love my daughter. Gracie, Gracie, I love you. Uh, this is, all this shit's for you. Uh, Lee Tucker, last night, gave me some real blessings with the people I got to meet with him. And, uh, I was fucking drinking with Ashley McBride last night, are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> There's so many blessings that are coming my way right now. I'm not gonna let a code enforcement officer and people coming to my studios taking pictures of beer cans outside stop this. You know what y'all can do? Y'all can close this fucking building down, but if you think that you're stopping my fucking show and what I'm sent here to do, you've lost your fucking minds. I'm a fucking fighter. And you're a fucking fighter too if you're listening to me. Because this is going to relate with you. This is probably going to be the least downloaded episode. Because it's just me by my fucking self. But I'm going to tell you, fight for what you want in this life. Chase your fucking dreams. And don't let anybody tell you that you're fucking stupid for doing it. I started Bearded Bastard five years ago. And it was all because I was heartbroken. and I needed an outlet. Well, I started politics, religion, and whiskey because I was heartbroken from getting fired in radio. That just goes to show you folks, out of heartbreak can come beautiful things if you just let it happen. Thank every one of y'all. Uh, oh, God. I'm not getting sentimental. Thank y'all. I love you guys. You guys have made this something special. And uh, I pray that God blesses each and every one of y'all. Any of y'all that are struggling right now, please reach out to us here. Uh, I will do my best to answer everyone and help anybody that I can. And I pray that if you're listening, that you feel the same fucking way after this and you decide to help others instead of being selfish. I'm off my soapbox. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Please pray for my friend Sierra and her family. And may God bless each and every one of y'all. And just remember, God will allow you to go through hell just so you know what heaven is worth.